Right, so I'm delighted to be joined in the downtown den today by Ian Ambrose, who's the Managing Director of Space Modular, also a Director of Downtown Partners Shape Engineering. I got that wrong then, Ian. Uh, <laughs> great to see you this morning, mate. And uh, let me, before we talk about uh, modular housing, which is what I really want to get into today, um, ask you how the company's been performing and how it's found the lockdown over the last 10, 11 weeks? Um, to be honest, we've done a, a real, well out of it in all honesty. We, when we first set um, Shape Engineering up, we were very tech-driven. Um, and we've got offices in Milton Keynes now, and we've got an office in Seville. So staff remotely logging into our systems and working from home is not anything unusual to us, to be honest. So... It's more of your workforce adapting to it from the guys who aren't really used to working from home, just settling in. But I think once you get the first week out of the way, um, I know a few of them started to get tans from getting the, the fridge lights, <laughs> getting that much food out the fridge to put on a bit of weight. But um, apart from that, yeah, it, it hasn't really changed, to be honest, from our way of working. Mm. Uh, and as you say, it's been a very sort of tech-driven business up to this point anyway, Ian. Uh, many people are saying to me that they don't think they'll ever go back to, you know, the idea that everybody needs to be in the office five days a week, nine to five. It may add to that sort of flexibility and approach in future. Would that be the case with you guys? Um, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm on the fence on this at the moment. Personally, I like being in the office. I like, you know, uh, seeing people, speaking to people face to face, but. We've got several members of staff that have really excelled from working from home. Um, one of the guys I sent an email to about two weeks ago saying, fantastic what you've done this month. I'm absolutely over the moon with you. And he said, told you should have let me work from home a long time ago. And, and that, that suits him. He's, he, he, he prefers that. Yeah. Um, again, I think the nine to five role pretty much went a couple of years ago. You know, We have staff who come in at seven o'clock to finish at three. We've got staff who prayed to come in at 10 o'clock to finish at six or seven. So we're quite relaxed with our operational hours as long as the work is getting done. Plus we have the factories in the far east. So the time difference in the time zones um, make mean that we have to have flexible working hours effectively. But yeah, I think yeah. people are going to have to work from home for, for the next several months, definitely, especially with the social distancing measures. You know, people can't be crammed into offices the way they have been. Um, we're fortunate we've got quite large office space, so it won't really impact us. We just have to move our office space around. But I think people will be, you know, open to working from home and, you know, frequenting the office less frequently now. Hmm. And I suppose the other thing is, given the fact that you guys have probably been doing this for a long time now, uh, as you've mentioned, you've got, you know, officers, contacts, colleagues abroad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, these online calls and Zoom and Teams, all these new, uh, for me, they're new. Uh, yeah. you know, I'm, a, I'm a Luddite when it comes to, to technology. Um, but it is going to be a lot easier to say to people in the future, I think, isn't it? You know, if there is a, a two-hour, three-hour journey to get to, to a meeting, well, can we just do a Zoom call? In the past, I've always felt that people were reluctant to do that. It was almost as if, you were trying to snub them in some way. I don't really yeah. want to see you. Can we do Zoom? Whereas now I think it will be far more naturally. It's Zoom is one thing that really benefited from COVID-19. 
Um, everybody does it. How many, you know, quizzes have you been on? Family quizzes, family catch-ups. So I think it's become the norm. I think you, you touched on it at first. With the Zoom, people don't like showing their faces and having the conversations, but it just becomes natural, you know, second nature. Again, we have to do this all the time with the factory. We'll jump on Zoom call or team meetings, and it's so easy for people to jump on. Um, you know, and I think that technology really is going to advance in the next couple of, of years, and it'll you'll see more, um, you know, our guys in the factory were saying that in Singapore, they're looking at technology, which is um, a 3D hologram image of the person. So you can be in a boardroom or you can be in your office and there'll be 3D images of people you're on the call with. So, you know, they're talking that might be coming out in the next five to 10 years or so. So watch this face. Yeah, frightening, frightening. Yeah. Uh, anyway, listen, I wanted to talk really today about modular housing because this is something that you guys have been working on for a long time now. I know you've got some big projects in the pipeline already. Um, and the first thing I need to say, Ian, is that before I seen uh, one of your modular houses, uh, which you have on site, of course, um, I was sceptical. You know, I'd heard all the good stuff about, well, it's not the old-fashioned prefab as some yeah. of us are old enough to remember. It's a very modern and, of course, environmentally friendly way yeah. uh, of developing um, important um, housing volumes. So tell us about the product. Tell us about how you guys got into it. Yeah, so we've been working um, on the module now for, for over three years, three and a half years. And we were looking to bring a product to market, especially in the UK, um, that, again, broke the mould of of prefab, you know, when I think prefab, I think of, of McDonald's. You, a McDonald's is put together within two weeks. It turns up flat pack and put together. You know, you mentioned prefab, post-war temporary accommodation, which to this day is still standing. But we wanted to try and break the mold of that. And, you know, one thing you touched on is we use the word modular at the moment, so it's space modular, but at the end, it's just a house, it's a home. If you look at our sample home, you, you know, as you said, you've been in, it's, it's just like a home. We've just finished a project for Liverpool City Council for foundations. Uh, we're due to hand over on the 15th of this month, so next week. And that's four three-bedroom semi-attached houses that we've put together. Now, we've done this because we wanted to prove the point that modular is, it's not here to replace traditional. It's there to, to accompany it and help build houses effectively. And when, well, I'll take you down to the site before we hand over. It's just like walking in a normal a normal traditional build house, um, block and brick effectively. We took a design, a site which had planning, which we owned, and we converted it to a modular design effectively. So you've got about 30 houses in the street and we plonked four modular houses on the end of them, but you wouldn't tell them modular externally and internally. Yeah. So I'll have to bring you down to site um, to have a little nose then. But that is our thing. We, we wanted a product which is proven is tested um, so we decided to partner with a company in the far east who've been established for 25 years they've built 70,000 units in australia japan new zealand who had a quality product and that's what we decided to bring to market mm. uh, as i was saying i've been into one of the properties you wouldn't know that it was any different to a traditional yeah. house uh, and i think that the more people see the more they will recognise the importance and the value of modular. Yeah. Equally important, of course, in today's uh, 
climate, uh, forgive the pun, is the impact it has environmentally. You know, they're very environmentally friendly, uh, the products. Uh, and so you guys, I think, uh, are going to be inundated with requests from yeah. local authorities and others who are looking to create um, the housing that we need because there's a massive shortage in the country. Um, just tell me at the moment, though, how you get that product uh, into the UK and what challenges you may have faced over the last few weeks whilst we've been in lockdown as far as that's been concerned. Yeah, we our factory actually went into shutdown also. So uh, in, in one of the factories in Malaysia, the complete lockdown, um, it lasted for about six weeks and we're back open and we've just finished a project off uh, for New Zealand. We didn't have anything else lined up to come into the UK, so it hasn't really impacted us yet. Our next project is, we've got two projects lined up. We've got a 42-bedroom apartment scheme in Manchester, in Salford, and we've got a 105-bedroom hotel scheme in Southend-on-Sea, uh, which we're in production at the moment, and they're due to come over within the next four months, um, and they'll come over about eight units a week that will come over. Um, so it hasn't really impacted us yet. We'll hoping we've we've bypassed and we've been lucky in terms of timing um but our next step what we're going to start looking at doing is is looking at it a, a liverpool based northwest northwest factory so we're looking at bringing our factory or one of our factories from the far east over into the uk which will generate you know, local employment local apprenticeships um and in the local supply chain effectively mm. uh, and that's important as well ian isn't it because we are going to see undoubtedly some job losses yeah. sadly yeah. Uh, through the crisis uh, and I know you've had an ambition for for a while now to establish UK-based factories yeah. where you can manufacture the product and, and, and that's starting to be discussed. In yeah a, that, that, that was always our goal we always wanted a UK but realistically we couldn't do it to open it a UK factory you need a couple of million pounds I haven't got a, million, a couple of million pounds so the and you need you need a supply you need work you need an order book of work. Right. So if we were to open a factory in the UK now, we'd have minimal orders. If we would have ordered it set up twelve months ago, we would have no orders, and you've still got to pay all your overheads. So we decided strategically to start using the factories that we've got. So we produce around eight thousand units per year mm. currently. So when an order comes through, we book our slots in the factory. We place the orders, it comes through, and then we ship them across with Maersk, who's our shipping partner. And it takes 26 days by sea. So it's minimal time to bring the units over. But our goal was always to, um, to have a UK facility. Um, Northwest, ideally Liverpool, is where we want to start off. So we're starting to look at that now. We're starting to address it. Um, with the goal, hopefully within the next 12 months, having a facility somewhere. Again, we're starting to get the orders coming in now. People are getting a lot more receptive to modular uh, and modern methods of construction. People like the product. We're now on, um, a f we're, we're, we're being approved to go on a framework, which is brilliant for us, um, which helps the procurement process a lot easier. And we've got um, a new, very niche strategy, uh, which means we can bring our own units, our, sorry, our, our own sites to market with housing associations, local authorities, and we're encouraging to use modern methods of construction. And one of the, the barriers which we've noticed was um, people have this mindset that it's prefab 
and straight away they say how much cheaper it is than traditional build and modular or MMC isn't cheaper than traditional build. It's about 20% dearer than, than traditional build. But we've now got it to where we're pretty much cost neutral. Uh, we're about 5 to 10% dearer than traditional. Very shortly we'll be at the same price as traditional build. Mm -hmm. So when you're comparing product, do we go with modular, do we go with traditional? it should make your decision a lot easier. The other point that you've made there, Ian, is you know, you're talking about some of the schemes that you've got in the pipeline and you mentioned hotel. Yeah. Uh, now, again, I think when people think of modular housing, they think of temporary yeah. buildings. Clearly, that's not the case here. We're talking oh, no. about a very robust product yeah. uh, that is as equally... Um, you know, as, as equally robust as the traditional build. And as I say, you, you, yeah, you're into the hotel sector now. So yeah. clearly but, it's starting to be seen as uh, a genuine alternative to traditional. Yeah, well, the thing, our product, the, the USP on our product is it's hot rolled steel and lightweight aerated concrete panels. So the system itself is non-combustible. Now, if you think of um, apartment blocks, tower blocks, it's got massive benefits for that. When you look at hotels, it, it, it's the perfect model. It's very repetitive, so volumetric. So hotel room is the same, and it's on a production line. So if you've got a 30-bedroom hotel, a 40-bedroom hotel, a 100-bedroom hotel, they're all the same units that just go through, through the factory effectively. So it's the perfect model. And in terms of quality, um, we've just published some photographs of a hotel we've just finished in New Zealand, and it's five star it's it really is fantastic so you can do anything from your low range to your medium range to a high end and um, our supply chain is is that vast you can pick whatever any finish that you want effectively brilliant uh, and let me just go back to the potential of a, a factory in the uk yeah. um what what sort of number of jobs ian do you envisage in in the factory I think what we're looking for, we're still in very early stages um, and early discussions at the moment, but we're looking to around 200 to 350 jobs to start off with. Um, we're looking to reduce around 350 to 500 houses per year with that. Um, and we're, it will be semi-automated, um, but at the end of the day, we still need people to come in and do the jobs, so, such as the plumbing, the electrics, the tiling. Um, we still need all them. And then we really want to concentrate on um, a delivery hub. So we want to create jobs around the installation of these units. So once it comes out the units, you need drivers to deliver them to and from site. You need installation guys to install them. You still need all the groundwork guys to, to lay the pad stones and the foundations and do the connections. So we really want to concentrate on that side of the business also, the delivery team. Now, if things would have been in normal times, we'd have been talking about uh, a week in Cannes at yeah. uh, the and Property Festival, which was due to take place in March and then was moved back to, I think, last week. I think they, 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 <laughs> I think so, yeah. Well, I had tickets on my desk when I went into the office that I've not even uh, opened yet, but I'm pretty sure it was last week, the, uh, the rescheduled Mippin. Um, and, of course, Shape Engineering uh, have a, a big platform there because yeah. you sponsor the Liverpool delegation. Um, and just uh, for, for those who, who perhaps haven't been or are looking at potentially going in the future, uh, I know that 
that you guys have, have had an awful lot out of your experiences there. Yeah. People look at it, don't they? Some people look at this and go, can, you know, south of France, it's usually good weather. Obviously, the vino is pretty decent in France. Uh, it's just a bit of a jolly. But actually, it's really helped elevate you in terms of your brand to a different level, hasn't it? 100%. Frank, <laughs> I was under the same mindset. <laughs> I was going to the south of France in the sunshine to have a good time. And it done nothing but rain for the first time we went. <laughs> and it was the busiest, most tiring week of my life. Um, Lisa never come the first year. She had us booked in for breakfast at 8 o'clock, meetings at 9 o'clock, meetings at 10 o'clock. And they go on till, I'm not joking it, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's five days straight. You need a holiday after can to recover. The second year we went, we were a lot more strategic with our meetings. Um, Cannes fantastic, Mippen's fantastic. The dele delegation that we go with, I generally believe it's the best in the UK. There's a real sense of team there. They all want to help each other out. Um, you only get out of it what you put into it, in all honesty. So you can't just go to think, I'm, I'm going to get work on the back of this. You've really got to put, put the, the effort in. And one thing I noticed is, is the first time we went, we were having a lot of meetings with people who were from Liverpool. But in all honesty, you can go to any coffee shop on Castle Street and have a meeting with these people. Mm -hmm. So we, the second year, we went a little bit further afield. So we started connecting with people in Leeds, Nottingham, Manchester, a lot of people in London uh, who hadn't heard of us or had worked with us. We hadn't had a chance to have meetings with. So that was our, our aim. This year was the same thing. We had a lot of real important meetings lined up, real good meetings for us, which due to COVID-19 and it, it didn't happen. But again, it comes back to, we followed these meetings on Zoom. So, but in terms of a platform for shape, it was, it was brilliant, it really did propel us. It took us, what I believe, to the next level. It got us speaking to people who, it would have took us three, four, five months to have a meeting with in, in, in the real world. But once you're out there and you're sitting at a bar or you're sitting in a coffee shop and you exchange business cards or, you meet somebody for the meeting, it's a lot more informal, it's a lot more relaxed, and you're speaking to the decision makers at the end of the day, not the gatekeeper. So that was really good for us. Uh, and let's hope uh, by this time in March yeah. next year, we can, uh, we can revisit and, and it can uh, get back to some sort of normality. Uh, and as you say, I think the Liverpool delegation had, had a great programme of events this year as yeah. well, and we're all looking forward to. So yeah. some of that will still be relevant, I'm sure, yeah, come uh, March 2021. Ian, it's been great speaking to you, and uh, I know that we were saying offline that you're in Liverpool, you live in the city centre, yeah. uh, and it was a little bit eerie uh, for the first few weeks, but we're starting to sense some sort of normality coming back into town now. Yeah, really, I, as we touched on before, the first, once we announced lockdown for a week, it was really eerie, really scary. I went for a walk around the Albert Dock and there was not a soul, I took some brilliant pictures of how peaceful it was and how calm it was, but generally didn't see a person. Um, the Strand, which is usually gridlocked with cars all day, every day, was, was so empty. You could stroll across the road. With, with, you couldn't see anyone. After a week, I think the construction sector started to get back on site. Um, I think they were only hampered due to supplies, but they were back on site, and you see in sites in town, town starting to continue. After three weeks, it got a little bit busier, and, I, we touched on it before. As of today, 
car parking spaces are getting full, the roads are busier, people are walking about, coffee shops are starting to open to take takeouts, a little ice cream shop by my house is back open. So we're starting to get um, hope back to normal as whatever normal will be. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed we won't be uh, too far off uh, getting back into the full swing of things. It's been great yeah. speaking to you today, Ian. Likewise. Thank you very much. Yeah. I'll speak to you again very soon. Definitely. Take care. Cheers, mate. Yeah.